1: and find out more about resources provided by incubators and accelerators. My name is Rudy Fallad and I'll be hosting this podcast. Hello and welcome to Voice of Fintech. Today we're joined by David Breer, who is the group CEO of 11FS, a well-known figure in the fintech world. David held a number of roles in startups and the corporates, and uh, he's been always around digitalization and digital transformation, and he's seen how the corporates do it, how the startups do it, and that prepared him very well for his current role of group CEO at 11FS, 11FS mostly delivering next-generation digital banking projects for, for its clients, and uh, their motto is that uh, digital banking is only 1% finished, which I like a lot. And we're going to talk about digitalization in the light of pandemic, uh, his advice for the startups when dealing with the corporates. And, uh, you know, what's the best way to find out more about 11FS and his amazing podcast called FinTech Insider, where he's one of the co-hosts and uh, FinTech Insider Breakfast Show, which uh, also comes out live every week. So welcome, David. And uh, we're going to jump right into it. And uh, my first question is, Many people say that the pandemic will just accelerate the digitalization trends rather than invent the new ones. Uh, On the other hand, um, I'm also thinking why we couldn't have achieved that earlier, right? We had internet for a while now. So what are your thoughts on uh, on this, uh, given where we are in 2020?
0: Uh, so, yeah, I, I think it's it's very much like that Emperor's New Clothes piece, because, I mean, I think a lot of uh, banks have really been found out during this period, you know, being in a situation where branch networks have, have really been a, a fallback safety net for probably well over a decade to make up for pretty bad digital services. Um, and really what's been shown over the last three months, you know, when people can't leave their houses, they... Can't go into a branch network to to sort of fill out a form or you know do a wet signature. Then and then a lot of those organisations now are realising that actually the things that they thought they were really doing to move the dial um, wasn't really addressing what those core problems really were. I mean, if you're in it, you're a CEO of a bank right now. You know the things that worry you are are not really n26s or revolutes app and features and functionality that they have it's your operating cost just burgeoning out of control and your inability to do basic things in a simple way um and this really again is is what fintech is is kind of leading the way on which is you know, being able to start from fresh when it comes to either the the technology or the the cultural issues that those organisations have um, really allows them to address these problems in a way that the the big incumbents can't. So it's been really interesting. I think it will definitely be a a catalyst for some, if not only. If I'm honest with you, because what they have managed to achieve uh, during this period. I mean, if you look at what most incumbents have have managed to achieve when it comes to, uh, remote working, I mean, they've been talking about it for a decade, but in, you know, right. like a two months period, we're able to mobilize all of their people to work remotely. So uh, I think if they, if they look at what, what that was and why that's happened, you know, it has always been such that necessity is the, you know, the mother of innovation, and um and when it comes to, you know, the need to mobilize a remote workforce or the need to, you know, move to hundred percent digital service, when you absolutely have to do those things, then actually all of the the fear, the doubts, the uncertainty, the things that arguably are the, the real reasons why big incumbent banks can't keep up with the the trains of the of the industry, it all comes back to leadership and strategy and culture. And actually, when you have to do something, all of those things sort of move out of the way and you realize that actually it's not as scary and not as hard as as it was made out to be. Right. What's your prediction
1: for fintechs or for the startups in general? Obviously, many industries uh, have been impacted by the pandemic and they will be going forward. But when you look at the media, sometimes they say, well, you know, that's the worst recession since the 1930s. And if that's not enough, then they'll say, well, actually, it's the worst one for 300 years in the UK. So... Do you think there will be also opportunities where, you know, some of the startups of fintechs can capitalize on the situation that we are in or we're going to be in for a while?
0: Yeah, I, th- I think, um, I mean, the, with any change, there is always opportunity. I mean, if you look at fintech, really, it was born out of the really the financial crisis of th- 2008 right so right actually with any crisis comes opportunity for those people who can look at it so i think actually anybody who at this stage who is reasonably well capitalized who can move into that offense either for customers or for opportunity where there's gaps opening up uh there's a there's a pretty bright future there for sure i think you know the the sort of bubbles around VC investment, there's a lot of big um, VC funds that are kind of coming to end of cycle. I think it's going to be really interesting to see whether the new wave of their next issuance of those funds is, you know, bigger or whether they are, uh, you know, heeding some of the the sort of lessons of the past and, and maybe going a little bit easier, a little bit more cautiously. I think definitely for those big organisations who can afford now to go on a bit of a shopping spree, because there's definitely a lot of organisations who are going to be struggling financially. That actually there is a lot of great people or good IP in those organisations, then that actually breeds quite a lot of opportunity as well. But um, but as we say, it's um, you know it's always. Um, darkest before dawn right you know there's always the uh, the opportunity just before um just before a lot of issues so i think there will be a lot of good organizations that will uh manage to come out of this with pretty i would say sort of a a renewed focus on the their core missions if that makes sense
1: great 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 to hear um i share your optimism uh, you obviously worked for incumbents and the startups and uh, i mentor a lot of the startups and of course a lot of them changed their view of the world in last few years and they uh, gave up on disrupting the banks rather they want to work with them uh, they want to partner up and have a B2B or B2BC model. So what would be your advice when the early stage fintechs are approaching big banks for example or insurers and they're trying to uh, work with them you know very early on.
0: Yeah, I'd say the B2B model or B2B2B model makes a lot of sense because I mean, essentially, you know those problems are there. The hardest thing ever from a B2C perspective is to create a brand that actually is is recognized by the the broad public. Um, it's much easier to create a B2B brand for people to to understand within the niche of the niche, if that makes sense. So I think approaching those guys, you know, if you want to work with a, a HSBC or a Barclays or a Lloyd's or somebody. The way in which to do that is to show empathy that you understand their problems. Uh, So many people are kind of very fixated on actually just selling the thing that they do, that they don't stop to think about actually what problems does this actually solve for people. Because, I mean, anybody in a big incumbent is not just sitting around waiting for the call from your startup to fulfill all of their fantasies. Uh, This is fundamentally a, a very busy time for so many people. Um, and actually you need to be solving real strategic problems for people to, to really make that bet, uh, and understand, uh, what it is that you can do and how you can solve that problem better than anybody else can in the industry. Um, I think ultimately really when you're, you're entering into one of those markets and you're, you're looking for people to work with, um, it's about the, the personal relationship that you establish with them. Um, there's a whole lot of trust, particularly if you you've got a you know a, a small company that's entering into a market, there's an amazing amount of trust that needs to be built up between that partnership else you won't weather the storm. There is no ever perfect delivery of anything. And when it come, you know when the rubber really hits the road and actually it's difficult, then you want to make sure that actually the relationship and the foundations of that relationship are on very uh, solid grounds. So, yeah, I, I'd say, you know, try and try and deploy as much empathy as you can for really how hard it is. You know, from my perspective, having been inside a, a big bank and have a great appreciation for actually how difficult it is just to do basic things with all of the bureaucracy and, and uh, sort of culture that sort of comes with that. Um, that understanding can take you a really long way.
1: All right, great. So my last question is: Where can interested parties reach you, and what kind of people would be the most helpful for you at this moment to you know to to help you with your journey and uh, your vision at Eleven FS and also the FinTech Insider? I think obviously you are very visible in on all social media, etc. But w- w- what sort of people would be the most helpful, and what's the most efficient way to get in touch?
0: Yeah, I mean, for the podcast, do you know it's super interesting? It's such a broad range. Um, anybody who's either looking to get into fintech or is studying fintech, or if you're in a big incumbent bank, um, you know, really the messages that we sort of preach from the podcast is one of where we think the industry is moving to, um, and it's a you know very much that's a sort of a story of hope, really. So. If you want to check out the podcast, it's uh, just over on, in fact, if you go to iTunes and just search for Fintech Insider. Um, if you want to kind of keep up with me, then um, I mean, I'm pretty much everywhere at this stage, but LinkedIn's where I spend most of my time, really. So connect with me on LinkedIn, David Breer, that's B-R-E-A-R. And uh, yeah, ha- always happy to talk, uh, talk Fintech.
1: Thank you very much, David, and good luck to 11FS. Thank you very much.